Ketesh. Lende Kobarande Kopa. Jebele Kabarade de Doshebele Kapa. Lende Kobarande Kopa. Zikobele Kabarande Kapa. Ziketeteta Shobele Kata. Rekata Doshebele Kapas. Lord, we thank you. Father will bless your name. For in Jesus' mighty name, pray. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for coming. All right. Before I go to the message this evening, I just want to say this. Valley spiritual, uh, how do I call it? Valley spiritual things. Valley spiritual environment. Bible told us about Jacob. Bible said that Jacob was on his way while he was running from his brother Esau. Then he came to a place, he lay down, he saw the angels, they were ascending and they were descending. And when he woke up, there's something he said. He said, God was here. He said, but I knew not. It's an indication that sometimes we are around people who can change things for us. We are, we are, we are in an environment where we can be blessed. We are sometimes we can be so close to spiritual things that can change our life that we take it with levity. We just will not be serious with it. He said, so God is here. He said, but I knew not. Now, after he left that place, he went to Laban's place. And after he had suffered for a while, when he was going back, he ran and came back to that place. Meaning that at this point, he had understood the point of encounter. Initially, he was there, but he did not really place value on the encounter that was happening there. He said, so God is here. He said, but I knew not. Because proximity, closeness to spiritual things is not an indication that you are receiving from it. Thomas was with Jesus. Judas was with Jesus. Some people are close to spiritual things so that they can make gain out of it. Judas. Thomas was with Jesus all through, but yet he did not even believe. So, are you getting it? So, sometimes you are close to things that can actually help you. You are close to things that can, you know, that can be a blessing to you. Just like some of you, your few, you are a very good person. And there are young people who can be close to you sometimes, but they don't understand that. That um, I'm trying to look for the right way to put this together. They don't understand that the access they have to you is because of probably maybe the likeness or um, something that those in your field will really honor and respect the things that you do. They cannot have that kind of access to you. I don't know if I'm making sense by the things I'm saying. So don't take spiritual gatherings, spiritual things. Don't take it with just you know left hand. You know, just you know, you know, so because you can be around spiritual things. The Bible said, Job, I mean, Jacob was there, he said he was there, and he said, So God is here, he said, and I knew not. But after he had suffered in the place of labor, and when he came back, he searched for that place back. So after this, after the suffering, he now understood that there's something about this place. There's maybe there's, there's an encounter that I missed that if I placed more, if I placed more interest in it, I wouldn't have missed that encounter. So you must, we must learn to place that kind of value on spiritual gatherings, spiritual things, spiritual relationships, and so many things are that way. Do you get? So I pray that God really help us. Tonight, I have a very short chat because I'm trusting God that we are going to pray. Um, I, I also find out that there's nothing, not just spiritual thing, there's nothing you will succeed in or at if you're not a resilience person if you're not a person who don't give up if you're not a person who you are not you are not quick to saying i don't tire i beg i want to go if you are somebody who are the, are the you know you know because prophecies will not even work in the hand of a man who wants to give up quick because the bible told us in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24 when he was speaking to joshua and his people he said i've given you the land he said but now begin to what contend so even though God had given them the land, they, they still have to contend. They didn't say, oh, since God had given us the land, why, why should we be contending? So if you're a person who you usually, you, you like to give up on things when you don't see result quick, you like to, you know, say, ah, this thing don't tell me, especially destiny changing or destiny and related matters. You may be the kind of person who may not go find whatever thing that you're doing. A man who will consistently go, the Bible told us about the story of Isaac. I he dug a way, they closed it, he dug another one. He was just digging and just digging and just digging. I think for about three to four times. So he did not say, just because God had told me that I should not leave this land, that I was going to bless me. He put him to work, 
prophecies are meant you, you are meant to put prophecies into work it was Paul who was speaking to his son Timothy. He said that this prophecy that is upon thee, that thou mightest war a good warfare with it. You get that thou mightest war a good warfare. So even in even when God told Isaac, he said that he should not go, he should remain in the land. Isaac, you know, said, Oh, since God said I should remain in the land, let me just sit down. The Bible told us that even when he, he still had issues, even though God told him the place God asked him to stay. So just because God says something or there's a word over your life in respect to something, it's not an indication that that resilience, consistency, not giving up will not be there. If you're a kind of person who are always tired, you know, I have a friend that I've reached out to him and I've spoken to him about the things that he's going through. Every time he discuss with him, with me, I'll tell him, see, this thing you're going through, I think that you need to be serious with God. And not that I think, I believe you should be serious with God and you should take your prayer life and the things of God serious. One of the very funny answers you always give to me is that he's tired of spiritual things, tired of praying. If you're the kind of person who, who you are not, you are not consistent in doing spiritual things, in anything at all, if you don't have that resilience, doing going consistently. You may not go far in seeing the prophecies that God, the prophecies over your life. You may, you may not go far even in working with God. In fact, even in your normal assignment, your workplace, if you're the kind of person who give up quick, you're the kind of person who gives up easily, these things you're tired, especially when it has to do with destiny-related matters. And in respect to what we are talking about tonight, we call it push. Praying until something happens. There are so many reasons why people don't people don't act, you know uh, <clears throat> people don't really fall into that. People don't buy that idea. And one of the first things that I'll be talking things to know about push is the concept of no repetition of prayer. There's a concept, you know, um, in every move of God. Sometimes people can indirectly overstretch it, not because they want, you know, unintentional. They just have to do it sometimes. Or let me say, is it emotionally or how will I feel? I don't know, but sometimes people just have to over. When the faith move came, um, um, came around, one of the things that people were saying, you know, not everybody do. Some people have accused that um, Kenneth Hagin taught in that pattern, but I've been a student of Kenneth Hagin for some times and I've not seen him taught in that light. You know, that once you pray over a particular thing once, you should not pray again. Remember, the first thing we are, we are talking about, the concept of no repetition of prayer so that once you pray about something once you should not pray again and the concept came from the book of i think um came from the book of mark, uh, mark chapter 11 from verse 23 to 24 when he said that um, whatsoever thing you ask you know if you say unto this mountain we that remove and be that cancer to see shall not that in your heart that whatsoever thing that you say will come to pass and when you whatever thing you desire when you pray 11 to the 4 believe that you have it and you shall receive it you know so it is from that context that people took this thing out of context and they say something like you should not pray about a thing you should just make declaration once once you make declaration once about it if you pray about it again then it means you don't have faith the truth is that there is a context for the place of making declaration and there is a context for the place of staying in the place of prayer. I don't know if you're getting it. There is a context in the, for the place of just make declaration once and leave. And there is a context, for instance, for the place where you have to stay put in the place of prayer. Now, let me give you an example. When Jesus was in the was in the boat with the people and there was, there was an heavy storm, at that particular place, he was, you know, in that in that kind of situation, it's not something you'll be saying, hey, Jesus, oh, help me, help me. If you have to be saying that, it's an indication that you are afraid. It's an indication that the word of God that should settle that situation has not entered you. So in a matter or a situation like that, a declaration standing on the integrity of God's word, being that you're a child of God and you know what God's word says, that he will preserve your going out and your coming in. Is it from this time forth and even forevermore? Is that thou shalt go to thy father at a very good old age? Do you get so at that point you don't have to? Jesus was in the boat with them and the storm was happening. At that particular kind of scenario, is not when you begin to now hey, Jesus. No, at that point, you're standing based on the understanding of God's word or based on the understanding of the knowledge of God that you have. So you will stand there and make a declaration once. I, I don't know if you're getting it. 
I remember a testimony that was shared by a great man of God in Pothakot. He said that they used to have a night, a one night meeting, those times when they were starting out newly and all that. Then one of the, he said the meeting usually start, I think, by four o'clock or by seven, I've forgotten now. Then he said he was in the hotel room and few minutes to when the, the few minutes to when the, the meeting would start, maybe like 30 minutes, rain began to fall. Every downpour. It was so heavy, falling. Every downpour. And Satan told him that see rain the fall. How are you going to do? He said he just decreed once, standing on the integrity of God's word, that this rain, that there's a meeting here, and Satan has no right to distract God's work to hinder people. He just you know put those scriptures together and make that declaration. He said, as you as he was done making this declaration, the rain was still falling. Then Satan said, Open the window, don't worry, it's rain still the fall. You don't pray finish, you know, we'll go down. He said, No, we'll not open the window. He said there was that there was that battle in his mind for up to like 10 minutes. He said, no, he didn't succumb to that, to that um um well, that argument. And he said immediately after that 10 minutes was over, the argument, the race stopped immediately. So their context and their scenario where decrees are the things that will be made. That will be are you getting it? So to now, to now make it as a standard to every situation or to every scenario that you have to, you know, you have to stay in the place of prayer, you just have to stay, say it once and you will go. It's not true because the Bible did not even teach that way. If you check scriptures, you see context of where people stay long in prayer and then you see context of where declaration was made once. So it depends on the scenario of this or the situation on ground. It is not, it is not, it will not be a balanced doctrine if you have to treat every situation that way. I don't know if you're following. If you have to, so the concept of no repetition of prayer is one of the things or the reasons that hinder people in actually staying in the place of prayer until they see the desired result that they, they want to see. Now, in the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verse 44, if you read the Bible, say, and Jesus went up saying the same prayer at the third time. So even Jesus himself repeated one prayer three times. So what do you want to say? He said, Jesus went up saying the same prayer the third time. So Matthew chapter 26 verse 44. So Jesus himself went up saying the same prayer the third time. So the concept of no repetition of prayers, um, you know, once you make that faith declaration, is okay like that, this and that, is one of the reasons why we see people not pressing as they should press in the place of prayer. It's one of the things why, I think it's one of the extreme that came with the faith message, with all due respect now. I know that it is not everybody, you know, when, 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 when the move of God comes into town, there are certain people who they will teach it accordingly. But again, with all due respect, again, there are also certain people who we out of emotion or whatsoever thing, they can sometimes drag it to an extent that they will drag it to another extreme. Yeah, can I say again, we humorously say that one of the hardest places for preachers to stay is in the middle. Somebody is always trying to drag one extreme from other extreme here or extreme that, extreme at the other end there. So one of the hardest places for people to stay has to be in the middle. Have to be in the middle, do you get so? I'm trying to um, um correct in case you are working with this concept of oh, once we just how do I say once we just um, um, um pray once you don't have to go back to the things again and again in following this, there are times when God can give you an instruction in regard to that. Probably maybe you prayed about something and you want to pray again, and God can just tell you, I've heard the word. Do you get so? But it will be an extreme to make it a doctrine that. Um, in every context, you just have to pray only once and leave it because the Bible even told us that Jesus had to do this three times. The Bible told us in the book of First Kings, chapter 18, from verse 43 to 46, how that Elijah will send his servant to go up. He said, until the seventh time. And you see the way Elijah was praying. Look at the posture that Elijah kept. Look at the posture. And he went there the first time, there, there was no signal. Second time, no signal. Third time, no signal. Fourth time, no signal. Do you think those things were done in a matter of 10 minutes or 15 minutes? Don't, don't mind the way scripture put everything together like that. I've taught you here separately that in theology is called the, the theory of God fillers. You know. So, so the, the, it went um, the first time, second time, third time, fourth time, fifth, sixth, until the seventh time. 
that when he went there before he saw the signal that he was looking for so just just let, let, let's put it in a way that elijah just you know, just prayed one selenke prayer and just say everybody let's go go that no there are situations where you have to stay put i remember when we are in um, 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 Potakot, our pastor, our senior pastor then told us, I think there was a dear man of God that was arrested, he didn't tell us the person's name and the story got to him, then he called the young pastor that was working with him, he said they should go and pray, he said and they prayed one Selenkejo prayer, they just prayed for a few minutes and he came back and said we've prayed, <laughs> he looked at them and smiled, he said, hmm. because they were young guys and young pastors, he said you need to go and ask the good pastors who work with me who, they've transferred them to different states then he told them, he told the security man, he said lock the gates Tell all of us, let's go back. He said, if they did not release this man, we'll pray until they release him. If they did not release this man, call your wife and tell them you are not coming back home today. Tell your wife, call them and say, today you are not coming back home. Until we pray at this man. And that was how they went there and they keep praying. It, they were there when they called and said they have released the man. Just imagine that in that scenario, they just do that shake, shake prayer and they go. So, so there's a there's a scenario that warrant every kind of prayer to find expression. There are times where you just have to make declaration once and leave. I also remember that our pastor shared with us also that when he just started in 1997, Pastor David Ibiomier, when he just started in 1997, that he came to there was a particular man who I think he wanted to use his wife for ritual, and I think he has used the wife for something. The money is not coming, and they are told him that when the wife is about to give birth, that's when they will take the wife. So he ran to some people and said they should help him. So the people directed him to um, Pastor David. So when they directed him to him, he said when he came, the church was just starting in 1997. He said his office was like in one sink. The guy came and was looking like, this place no look like we are going to solve my problem. So long story short, they discussed and he told him everything. I see, I use my wife for, um, I think for ritual or something. The money is not coming. And I know that if he goes into that labor room, there will be complication. But it's not about the complication. It's, it's the fact that they will take a, they will take a life. And probably even the baby's life. So I know doctors may tell you this and these are the things that happen, but I know because of the things that I've done. So the wife was trying to keep there. She was in the labor room there. The pastor followed him and they went there. So when they got there, they he asked them to allow him to pray and they said no, that is a labor for women and they can they, they won't they won't permit that. So he asked them, he just said, Can you just open the window for me? Let me pray. He said, While he was preparing to go, then the Lord gave him a scripture. And this is what God said. Remember, I told you there are there are context and scenario where God can just say, you just make declaration once and leave. Now, he said, God gave him a scripture, and the scripture was um, Satan had bound this woman. He said, Woman, thou art loose. You know, the scripture about um, um, Jesus that encounter the woman that was bound with the spirit of infirmity. Now, when he got there, they opened the window for him and he just made declaration. He said, I lose you now in the name of Jesus. He said, every spirit that, that, that bound you down, I lose you now. That was the only thing he said. Then he left. He said, immediately he said that. The nurses, they all do. So now he won't come talk with this. He turned back, nothing happened. He said, as he was about getting to the gate to step out, she gave birth immediately. Oh! The nurses had to, they, they ran out of time and said, call him, call him, call him. Let him come and pray for somebody else here. Do you get? So there are scenarios like that where in a context. So when we teach this thing, we must teach them in context. We must not establish them to every scenario that it must be in every scenario where these things must be. So the concept of no repetition of prayer is one of, is likely one of the reasons why people actually do not do what? Do not stay put in the place of prayer because people have been, uh, with all due respect, probably um, um, wrongly thought or they, they did not understand the things that, were, that they, they, were, they were being taught. So that's why we have this particular. Then secondly, lack of proper understanding of how prayer works. Secondly, lack of proper understanding of how prayer works. Most times you will not get results in any area more than your depth of understanding in such areas. Most times you will not get what result in any area, whether in business, whatever thing that you belong to, more than the depth of the understanding or the knowledge that you have in that area. You know, I was reading a book on leadership some time ago by John C. Maxwell, and there's what they call the law of lead. I've read about it before, the law of lead, and the law of lead states that. Let me just summarize what it says that, as if an organization is not growing, change leadership. I heard that statement long ago, but I did not really understand what that statement is, you know, until I read that book by John C. Maxwell about, I think, two years ago, about two years, I think. So then one of the things he said in that book was that an organization 
the organization can only grow as much as the depth of wisdom or the understanding that the leader of that organization have. So, for instance, if the understanding of my depth of knowledge in the business that we are doing is 50%, the organization cannot grow more than that 50%. So, the organization will grow and meet the level or the depth of the wisdom or understanding that is upon the life of the leader in that place. So, if you find out that you get to a point, what they call ceiling points, where you cannot grow above it again, is an indication that the knowledge that, that, that is needed to scale through that point, you are the ones you, are, you have to go for another depth of understanding or wisdom that will help you. So, I'm saying all this because I want to explain something. So, lack of proper understanding of how prayer works most times we not make you get it we 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 not make you to stay put in the place of prayer because you really don't understand how prayer works now let me give you an example in the book of luke chapter 11 from verse 8 to 13 i'm going to just summarize it now the bible told us about a woman um, and jesus was speaking about a particular man who was in his room and then he said that uh, he was sleeping and the neighbor went to the master and go and knock i think let me read it so that let me read it so that we can have a proper context to it um Luke, Luke chapter 11 so that we can have a proper context we said i say unto you okay let me read from verse 5 and he said and he said unto them which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him friend lend me three loaves for a friend of mine is in here in his journey and he's come to me and i have nothing to set before him and he from within shall answer and say trouble me not the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed i cannot rise and give thee not rise and give him because he is his friend yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needed because of his importunity what is that because of his consistency because of the way he continue to just you know man pressure and just be there so that is especially where, where you are praying against uh, maybe certain forces or giving you there are times when your prayers like pressure that you, you need to mount sometimes it's not just something just like the story of elijah that i gave you know he prayed once there was no signal second time there was no signal third time there was no signal until the second time before the signal showed up so when you don't understand that prayer works in this manner like i said the lack of proper understanding of how prayer works if you don't know that prayer works in this manner, it's like a way of mounting up the pressure, mounting up this pressure. The Bible said because of its importunity, that's why the man will rise up from his bed and give him that bread. Jesus also gave us another parable about a woman who went to meet a king because they took his land. And the, and the king said something. He said, even though me, I have no regard for God or regard for man, but because of your consistency of weariness, the way you are coming here to weary me every day, I will get your land for you. So, it is the same way that prayer works. There are times, there are situations where you have to stay on it. I, I don't know if you're, if you're following. There are situations where you have to just consistently build that momentum. Are you getting it? Where you have to consistently build that momentum. When you don't understand that this is one of the, this is how prayer works. When you are, your eyes have not been opened to that scripture of Luke chapter 11 verse 8, um, um, from verse 5 to verse 8 that spoke about because of importunity, because of your consistency, because of the way you keep coming. If, if you are not, if your understanding of prayer is not open to that light or to that dimension, you may, you may, you may seem weary and feel like, ah, what am I even doing? Say, ah, we are not even seeing the kind of answer that we should see. If you don't understand that, it's like, for instance, when you are, maybe you are you want to fall a house, you know, those who are demolition house. If you put the first armor, it's not be, it's, the house will not go down. You put the second one, the house will not go. You put the third one. Maybe, for instance, maybe it may take like twenty armors on that wall for the wall to go down, and you put like nineteen. It is still not go down just because 19 is a long number, you know, one, two, three, four, five to 19 does not mean it's good, but immediately you come back and put the last one, the 20th one, it will go down. So it is not really the 20th one that you put that makes the wall actually go down, but because of the other 19s, your consistency of the things you put to it. 
So there are situations that are like this scenario where you must you must build that prayer power to see it for. Did it? So there are situations, there are scenarios where you must consistently be there, show up in the place of prayer. The Bible told us in the book of Matthew chapter 24, verse 46, that Jesus went up the third time saying the same prayers. Jesus himself, he went up the word saying the same prayers. So the analogy or the explanation that makes it look like uh, once you say prayer like this, the second time or the third time is not fit. I understand what they are trying to portray, but it is not always in every scenario. Do you get it? It is not always in every scenario. There are scenarios where you have to actually do what? Where you have to con be consistent in that your prayer. Where you have to just consistently build that power, that how do I put it now, in the place of prayer. So, lack of proper understanding of, of how prayer works, lack of proper understanding, because the depth of your understanding in an area will determine how far or the kind of result that you produce. So, when you, when you are not seeing it in this light, you may you may you may just get tired and say, why do I have to even pray? You know, why do I have to even you know? So, you may just see it in that regard. So, lack of proper understanding of how prayer works. Number three, weariness. You know, I, I will not, I will not be, um, I will not be too over spiritual to not make it look like sometimes people can be praying for long and they are not seeing results. You know, you can be tired. You, Bible, you can be tired. So weariness sometimes has a way of stepping into it. You can be tired when you are, when, when it's one of the reasons when people are prayed and prayed on. When people have prayed and prayed and prayed on a particular thing and they've not seen results for long, it's one of the weariness, is one of the reasons why people. Weariness is one of the reasons why people can no longer go ahead when it comes to consistent in prayer, especially in regard to a particular prayer. Somebody asked a question one time, I think on Twitter, she said that if you have been praying for long on a particular situation, and you have not seen the answers to it. What do you do? And I simply quote it because she's somebody close to me. I said, I will continue to pray. I know that sometimes we are looking for an extraordinary answer to her. I prayed on this thing. Why is it not working? We are looking for an answer out of the box. We are looking for something so special out of the box. Sometimes you don't need anything special out of the box. You just need resilience. You just need that tenacity. You just need that consistency. Your answer is not out of the box. Your answer is that you need consistency. So I told her that you prayed about something and you've not seen the results, you continue. And I give an example that there's something I prayed about since 2017. I got it in 2022. I don't know if you're getting it. See, even the story of Abraham, there's a level of willingness that Abraham showed. Because I understand that we are, you know, the Bible and the way we project Abraham, the father of faith. And I'm not trying to scatter that theology, no. But there was a time when Abraham had to go and meet God and say, won't you give me another son again? And won't you give me a child? And God said, don't worry, I will give you. Even when Ishmael came, he still went back to God and said, is it Ishmael that you got? No, don't worry. If it was not a kind of, you know, that small weariness, there's no way he would have been asking God those questions. But even in Abraham's um, 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 being weary and being just, you know, being uh, probably maybe just down there, the Bible said he, he was in the book of Romans chapter 4 verse 20. He said he was giving glory to the Lord. He was just still there believing. Even the weariness would see. A spiritual man is not a man that will not have doubts sometimes. A spiritual man is a man that even when you have doubts, you will always go back to revisit your conviction. So because you are human, there are times that doubt may want to set in. But a spiritual man goes back to do what to revisit conviction. Is one of the reasons or the way that will make you not to actually stop doing the things you're doing when you go back to revisit what conviction. Do you get what now? What do I mean? Maybe you're a person that God had told you that you know God spoke to you that you're going to be leaving this country, and you've done probably almost everything that you ought to do. You've done all the prayers that you ought to do, everything you ought to do, and you are not seeing that even the sign that you, you will leave this country. But Every time you want to you want to give up, you go back to you can remember where you were that day. You can remember the meeting you went for when God spoke to you and said you were going to leave this country and go to Canada. 
or you're going to leave this country and go to some place or god say i'm going to give you this job at this time so even when you're praying consistently and you're not seeing the result one of the things that will encourage you in terms of weariness is what conviction so before you begin to say this thing i've been praying about make sure that it is the will of god make sure that it is god leading you in respect to it do you get it? because see faith starts when the will of god is known are you getting me faith starts when what the will of god is known faith i've taught it here several times that faith is not trying to get what you desire from god no faith is following the will of god he said, and this is the confidence that we have in you, that whatsoever thing that we ask according to your will, we say that you hear it us. So, he hear, he, God hear it us. He hears us because we ask according to his will. So, faith is not trying to change and, you know, use a body for God and try to collect what he wants. No, faith is following his will. Are you getting it? Faith is what? Following God's will for your life. So, when, when, when that willingness set in, one of the things that will help you is your conviction. That you are so sure that God said this to you. You, you, you know it in your heart that, I know that God said this. I know in the heart of my heart, I know that this thing, I, 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 that, weakness, I, I, that weakness is in my spirit. I just know, by the spirit of God, I just know that God said this. I just know. So these are the things that will help you in the season when it's as if you want to, you know, you want to be tired, you want to be this. Somebody asked me a question one time when I put out the what do they call it? The ask me any question thing and all that. And the person asked me if um, sometimes I get tired of praying. Maybe because of the way I talk about prayer, you have to pray, you have to study. People think that you know I'm a robot. I woke up this morning and to God be the glory. I don't even feel like studying my Bible. I will, I said. Maybe I'll just study one chapter today. I will just study. But I end up doing almost 10 times of what I said I was going to do. You get it. So you must just so don't think that there'll be no that season where you where you'll be tired. Everybody comes to that point as a human being. Everybody can get to that point. Even the prophet himself, is it not Elijah who was running away from Jezebel? So everybody gets to that point sometimes. But what strengthens those those periods are your convictions. In respect to the things you're trusting God, your convictions. So, like I said, that faith starts when the will of God is known. Faith does what? Starts when the will. So, faith does what? Starts when the will of God is known. So, when you know that this is what God wants for you, and you, you can begin that will of God, or that things that God has said to you, that knowing that you have in your spirit, that speaking that God has said to you, they become like your receipt that you take to the place of prayer. Lord, you said this. Lord, you said this. Lord, you said this. Lord, you said it. Remember that in the book of Exodus chapter 23, from verse 25 to 26, God told them, he said, you serve me, he said, I will bless your prayer and your waters. He said, and the numbers of your days are fulfilled, meaning that you will not die untimely. God told them like that. That was the conviction that they have. So they know that if I serve the Lord, He's going to do this. That was the conviction that they have. Now, when Prophet Isaiah came and, and he spoke to um, Ezekiah that he was going to die, Ezekiah was standing on the integrity of that conviction of the word of God that came to them in the book of Exodus. That when Ezekiah turned to the one and said, God, remember that I have served you. You know that God is not the man to lie. So he's standing on the integrity of his word. God asks, okay, I'm adding 15 more years to your age. And then he's, he asks um, um, Isaiah to go back and meet Ezekiah. So what, what Ezekiah actually did there was to, go, was to stand on his personal conviction. The personal conviction came based on what, what God told them. He said in the book of Exodus, chapter 23, 25 to 26, he said, if you serve me, he said, I will bless your bread and your water. He said, and the numbers of your days, he said, I will fulfill are you getting it? So, Ezekiel was simply standing on what God's word or what God's word says. So, he was only following the will of God. That's why I said, faith starts when you know God's will. Are you getting it? That faith does what starts when you know God's will. 
So when you are, when you get to the point or the time of readiness, you it is your conviction, the things that God said to you that now begin to they they help you, you know, they strengthen you, they ginger you. Let me use that word. And once again, you go back again to the place of prayer. So, like I said, a spiritual man is not a man who does not have doubts. Once again, why? You know, you may just want to doubt. Satan may want to make it. Doubt. But a spiritual man is a man who consistently or continue to revisit conviction because when you revisit conviction, it strengthens you. You know, you know the things they just strengthen you. Now, number four, in respect to before, I want us to take our time to actually pray this night. In, in respect to number one, I said the concept of no reputation of prayers, the things to know about push praying until something happens. Number two, I said lack of proper understanding of our of our prayer works, and I said most times you will not get results in any area more than your depth of understanding in such areas number three weariness then i said conviction revisiting conviction is one of the ways that helps us to strengthen us in the time of weariness where we do not feel like staying in the place of prayers i'm talking about things to know about push number four there are certain matters of destinies and life-changing situation that just that requires consistency that's where i put it there are matters of destiny and life-changing situations that requires consistency. There are matters that you cannot just put once and say, eh, I prayed once. No. In the book of, the Bible said that they arrested James in the book of Acts chapter 12. And, you know, it pleases them. When they arrest James, the Bible never told us. See, let me show you this. James was already, he was working in miracle. He was working all of those stuff. So, prayer is one powerful tool. A man who was already working in power and all of those stuff, they arrested him. The church did not, the Bible never told us that the church prayed once. No. But now, if you watch, they took Peter and now they now saw him that, ah, this one is no longer, you know, before, see, let me tell you something. Let me bring something out from that situation. When they took James, I believe that they were just thinking and he killed James. I believe that they were thinking, ah, it's part of the persecution now, you know, it's part of the persecution that do happen in life, you know, to believe as persecution happens. But should I tell you this? Sometimes Satan can hide. Persecution to them seems like they are their own process to getting the gospel to people. Now, again, but now, it's as if Satan was moving through a road, you know, to, he, he went further and took Peter. Now, let me say this. Satan sometimes can hide behind your process and begin. See, some things that you call process, maybe Satan actually fingering your destiny, touching your destiny, doing something to your destiny, not really because it is process per se. So, as a believer, we must be discerning enough. We must be we must be discerning enough to be able to separate what is process and what is satanic attack. I, are you getting? I'm just trying to, to spotlight that place out for us to see. So when it's so Peter, probably they didn't pray, they feel like it's one of the things that happens to believers, you know. You know, persecutions can come and go in you know, all of these things. But then again, Satan moved again through that same error than two. Peter. At that point, they know that this one is just beyond normal persecution. Satan is trying to do something. Then the book of Acts chapter 12 verse 15, the Bible said the church prayed without ceasing. So don't think that it was the first day that they prayed. That's why I say matters, certain matters of destiny or life-changing situation require consistency. So don't think that it is just once that they prayed, they release him. I've told you severally, that's the God, that's the theory of God feelers. They just, it is like in summary, you know, don't think that um, it just happened fast, fast, just the way the Bible compiled them to be like that. Are you getting it? Don't think it just happened just the way the Bible just compiled them to be like that. So, the, the Bible told us that in the book of Acts chapter 12 verse 15, he said the church prayed without ceasing. Without ceasing. We, without ceasing is not the one-day prayer. Without ceasing is not even a two-day prayer. So, don't think it happened just immediately like that. They prayed without ceasing. There are matters of destiny. There are certain situations that requires that you stay put in the place of prayer until peace comes. See, let me tell you, there are situations that sometimes peace can come in five minutes. Sometimes peace can come in even three minutes when you start praying. But sometimes peace can come in weeks. Sometimes peace can come in months. You just have that thing in your heart. Keep saying pray concerning accident. Pray con every day for the for every week, every day in the morning when you need out to pray, the nudging come. Until there is peace in that regard, you don't have to stop praying in respect to it. 
Are you getting it? Their life-changing situation, destiny-related matters concerning life and death that you may have to be there consistently. I don't know if you're getting it. You may have to be there consistently. So don't think that peace will just come in, you know, peace, peace will not always come in five minutes, in two minutes. There are times it may take weeks. There are times it may take months before you, that particular, that you see that thing that you're trusting to see, before you have that peace in your spirit, man. So don't think, see, there are destiny things, destiny matters. Um, I want to go to, should I go to Abuja? Or should I go to Lagos? Then you go on Twitter and ask people, ah, where do they have um, cheap food and where with good as cheap accommodation that I can choose? They will tell you, ah, Lagos seems to have more cheap food. You start, you move to Lagos. Destiny matters. Do you know that there are certain matters of your destiny that you don't have to do without not taking out time to fast and pray? There are decisions in your life that you not just be one place where they are taking I want to relocate to Lagos. You must take out personal time to do what Jesus, our Lord and personal Savior, when he was going to choose the disciple, the Bible told us how he prayed all night. The next morning he came and selected the disciple. And yes, see, Judas was still there, the son of perdition. So there are destiny-related matters. There are things, issue of relocation, issue of marriage. Issue of, you take out time, you know, to just take out time. There are issues that, that are destiny-related matters, especially in that, especially when you are confused in regards to it. You know, there are sometimes that um, I, I say, there are sometimes that you may not actually be praying. You may not actually. You may even be eating safe, and God can just give you clear direction. I will not lie to you. It's not every clear direction I've gotten in my life that I got when I was praying. Sometimes I was playing game on my phone when you came. Sometimes I was seeing a movie and you came. Sometimes I was just, you know, just eating or just scrolling on social media and you came. But again, when confusion set in, yesterday I heard Bolanli, she was the one. Today, and Yeri Tululopo is the one. It calls that you take out time and pray. Yesterday, I had to go to Kaduna. Last month, I had to go to um, Zimbabwe. This month, again, I didn't go to Brazil. So, it shows that matters of destinies, there are things that you must take out time to pray and trust that God speaks, especially when it's a matter where it's a situation where you are confused. You know, like I said initially, there are times when you can just be on your own doing things and God can just speak. But when you have been not seeing it, you must take out time to pray about it. Destiny things should not just be taken with just levy, just you know, you just just ask questions here and there. This must be inspired. Your decisions must be inspired by the spirit of God. Now, that's why there are certain open doors that you, you must even probe. I remember that when, when I came to Ibadan here and we wanted to start this house fellowship, we wanted to start with a church. I just feel like instead of using somebody's house, you know, let's start. Where I'm staying is kind of inside, so we can't use my place. We're using a, a brother's place. I just feel like instead of using your house, can't we just get a church after it just once every month? And all that. So I spoke to somebody, somebody went to the church for me. You know, we spoke to the man. The man said he was going to leave us, but the people who used it before, they didn't do it, they spoiled so many things, but he was going to speak to this church people for me. But the man was talking to the man, the man was not having peace. So I began to pray. Every afternoon, you know, I take our time to pray about it. You know, my prayer, I'll pray, God, show me. With the Bible say, call upon me, say, I will answer you, say, I will show you. Lord, what is it that this peace is not there? What I see, when you are praying the prayer of inquiry, be free with your father. What is it that this thing is not there? Don't try to want to arrange or package it. Lord, what is it that I don't have the peace? Should you go to the church or should you go to the house? This was the way I was praying it. Praying tongues. Speak again, Lord. Show me, tell me what to do. I will just be moving around the house and be praying. Talk. Lord, show me what to do. That's how I was praying, you know, because I knew that something was just so wrong there. Then one night, I think I had prayed that night or something, I slept off. And I had a dream. In the dream, I was preaching in a church, just like the church. It was not exactly the church, but it was like the church. And as I was preaching, fights broke out. Boom! I left the pulpit and I was holding people. 
has only been immediately I woke up. I, I got what God was saying immediately. There is not yet time for church. And I remember immediately I woke up from that dream. Saw that v- I saw something that God has shown me one time on IG. When God is the way God speaks to me, He shows me the things everywhere. Where God has shown me something the other time about us fellowship. So I called the man of God and I said, See, sir, thank you very much for wanting to give us on your all because He didn't want to take any money. I said, I really appreciate it. But you know, God has spoken, and for now, we'll be going to the house fellowship, we'll not be using the church. So let me just assume that just because the man wants to give us a place, we are. This is the blessings of the Lord, you know. I just go ahead and take it like that. I get in it. So the things of the spirit, those we must take our time. When you want to take destiny decisions, matters of destiny, surely when you are confused, there are times that matters of destiny, God can just bring it to you. Clarity. You can be eating upon and upon and ever, and God just decides to bring direction to you. That's fine. But when you are getting confused about it, these are matters that you have to stay put until God speaks. There are decisions until God speaks. See, do you know how long that we have been running this Telegram stuff? I know that the Abuja meeting was the first official physical meeting that we held in this in this period. One time that we held one in, in, in Yabate. It was not really our first official, it was not really an official meeting. It was supposed to be a church, a panel gathering, but that's what it does to have. But the first official meeting, yet we have been doing this thing for a while. Why? Is it because we don't want to hold meeting? It's because God did not God did not ask us to go ahead. So one of the best ways to go fast eh, in life is to is to work, is to wait on the Lord. Going slow with God can, can, can be the best for you. Or let me let me paraphrase this. One of the best ways to go fast in life is to go slow with God. The way He's going with you. See, speed in the wrong direction is not an advantage. Hmm? Somebody that is speeding in the wrong direction, what he needs is not encouragement. What he needs is redirection. So, speed in the wrong direction is not what is not an advantage. So, there are matters of destiny that you may have to take out time and pray and say god what are you saying god what are we i would have just said ah, since god sent me to you let me look for a church let's be doing weekly service Still, now we've not said that weekly until god until see you must see i know that we're in a generation of media where somebody that graduated at the age of 21 is already tired um or somebody that graduated at the age of 20, 21 or 19 is already tired and angry that has not gotten a job because his meat they have gotten a job all of this thing. you know with, with a generation of pressure generation of what pressure or necessary pressure that we put on ourselves so you must not move at the pace of your colleague you will move at the pace of the voice of god i, I say what don't move at the pace of your colleagues Move at the pace of the voice of God. Not what matter my colleagues say. Well, no, leave all those things and move at the pace of God. Move at the things that God sees. You may think that ah, these people are ahead of you and all of those, but move at the pace of the voice of God and see the one that, that God can do with the man's life. You know, when I hear the story of certain people who have, who have gone ahead of me and they tell me the story of how, you know, God will not allow them to do certain things. God will not allow them to start up, you know, fellowship, ministry for a very long time. They were just in the house praying. And, and when I see what God had, uh, is doing with their life because of how much that they could wait on him and trust that his voice will come and lead them. I see the years of people thinking they are just wasting their lives waiting on the voice of god see the voice of god is what is the advantage waiting on that voice until he speaks there are matters of destiny that you have to stay until the voice comes until the knowing comes until the leading comes are you getting it i pray jerry i don't pray canada you know, Canada, there's no way. I remember discussing with one sister online one time. I said, there's no way that God will want Nigeria for anybody that he loves. I said, whoa. So you mean God does not love me now that he's in Nigeria? Are you getting it? So, it's one of the places where we stay when it comes to push. We pray until something happens. There are situations that, see, when you stay long in the place of prayer, eh, 
Even the, you, there's a way you write an exam. Hope you know. You will know that there are times you write an exam and the and the result is not out. Is ah, I'm gonna bless. I go fail this exam because of the way you wrote in that exam. But the exams that you wrote, you know that this at all at all see I no pass na b. So there are times you pray on situation. You will stay on the matter. Eh? You will stay on it. That even see, I said this over and over. Satan cannot sit on fire for long and pretend that sin is not burning. Satan cannot do what? Satan cannot sit on fire for long and pretend that sin is not burning. There are matters and situations. You see certain things not finding expression in your life. Nobody ever favors you. And people will be, people make, they make, uh, let me not speak rubbish English. They, they make boast out of it. And nobody, they always favor me. Everything we are there for my life, I mean, they work them out. Now my hand, I take the work. I'm not saying to be lazy. But even though, even as rich as someone was, people were still bringing it to him. It's not a matter of whether you are wealthy or you're not wealthy. No. Everything for this land, I mean, they take my hand, they work them. Nobody, they ever help me. You think it's a testimony? Every time somebody wants to help you, they always want to ask for something in return. Do you get? So there, there are things that you see in your life that are not working. See, learn to stay on a matter for long. You see, on this matter, I will be here for the next 14 days. Until this thing shit, I will not leave. You can pray something that you will know that by the spirit, this is not shifted. When it's in the next seven days, every time I'll be praying, is this thing I will pray. You can you will shift a thing by prayer. Even you, you will know that you, you shifted something because you stay enough. Are you getting it? See that testimony I shared on my status that um, um, the amount of God was charging them to stay on the matter for at least seven days. When they came to me, Daniel, you know what Daniel told them? Then they said, give me time. He said, I will come back to give me time. See, there are times when you, 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 don't, you don't need to rush things. You wait, you, you stay on a matter. You will not, something will shift. I know Satan can't sit on fire for long and pretend as if he's not burning. You see certain things in your life not working the way they should work. You see certain things that has prolonged. This thing has been here. They, they, you see certain repetition that find negative patterns that find expression in the life of your parents. And now they are crawling your life, even though you're a believer. You stand up and say, No, no way. No, no way. Every year, people die in your family. It's been five years now, five people. You don't know who the next person will be. You, you raise an altar and say, no, this will not happen. Poverty will just come and take center chair in your family. Nobody ever rise. Just like he said in the book of Zechariah. He said, these are the, he said, these are the capitals that they make sure that nobody did lift head up their heads. Nobody ever rise. Your father rise up small. Has small property, they knock him down again. All his brothers that tried, they, they, they rose up one time, they came down again. Your mother, your family, everybody's dying. They, you know, you, you, you get up and say, No, this will not happen. I said it before in my mom's family. My mom, she came from a, fa- a very big family, they were 17. They died every year till they remained three. Until one year, I was so angry. I prayed. And I came out, I told her, I said, what, somebody will die in your family. And that's it. That person that died will be the last. That person who is going to die now is the cause of all these things. I told her, a few months later, somebody died. Somebody very close to her. She now, she now came back and said, it's as if this person, she now began to relate issues. Begin to relate issues. When you still on certain matters, when it was her turn to die, and Okada eat her, according to her, she said Okada did not even eat her leg, it was her body. But she broke her leg. For six months, she could not walk. She was using crutches. A year before then, or two, a, two years before then, they had killed her sister. They were 17, they died till they remained three. Do you know how bad it is that a mother would give birth to, to 17 children and she would be alive to see 14 of them die? not you can't explain that the way is Satan equation so there are times that you have to sit on a matter until you see that the hand of the Lord changes it you do what you see that the hand of the Lord changes it you stay on the matter two weeks you're on it till this thing changes 
one week you're on it till this thing changes a month you're on a matter till this thing changes a dear man of god said that i'll say this as a random he said that when when you know his dad used to have a lot then the dad died he said he was in his final year and he knew that nobody was going to train him he begged his in-law i think he prayed and his in-law agreed to sing through that um, last one year then he went for service he said he knew that if god did not tell him what next to do in service if he, if, he, if he comes back to the house was going to be miserable because nobody would be willing to offer him any help so he said every day began to fast he said he fasted for eight months the nyc ended god had not said a thing he kept on fasting until the next a month after the nyc god now spoke to him he said go back to this and that start a work there for me this and this on he said he stayed there until god brought a word that changes his destiny see their matters and situation is not as if they are do some matters are not even process matter they are matter of the fact that you have not put enough fire you have not put if you put it they will roast are you getting it you know that there are certain wire that bed can patch on even though there is light but there are certain wire that sounds bed can never they can't step their feet on those ones so there are certain situations that you need to create a prayer of that kind of wire where satan can have no place to perch there are matters of destinies that they are it is not really because it's a process it's just because you have not set enough fire if you set it satan will leave so as we rise up as we as we close this um this evening i i don't know i'm going to give you like you know three four minutes look at one area of your life that seems to be is a cycle you keep repeating since it's not changing is not changing look at it and say satan give way i want you to pray satan give way say you don't have to just you don't have to unmute your mic so that people don't hear what you're saying maybe your finances you look at your family nobody ever rises hardworking people but there's a it's as if there's a plague over the family people walk and yet nothing is showing there Every siege, siege of poverty that just sit down your family, nobody ever rise. Working people, but they never rise. Rico Belli Cabaranda Copa Zeketeta Jabeletata Siege of Marita Dili Roca Pelecata Rico Belletata Rico Belli Capa. Nobody has done proper wedding. Either somebody, something will happen. Nobody, Siege of Marita Dili Rico Belli Cababa Secata Ricketed the Shabalata you have never encountered favor before people don't just favor you rekete sukubarande kopa rekababa bo shebele kapa rekabele kapa sketepe rekobaba sketi barande kopa randede do shebele kapa rekete tete to shabalatata rekobele kapa every seed gives way now in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we are afraid amen i want you to take this as an assignment today is or today is wednesday you can start from this night take the next seven days look at a particular matter in your life that seems not to be working take it as an assignment and i want you to do and create that atmosphere of prayer you see everything is on the there's power inconsistency 
even if it's 30 minutes you will do every day on that situation this thing must give way seven days i trust that if you follow this counsel there will be testimonies i don't know somebody here as i'm praying you have issues with your hands i think you can't see light well you can check now that's god in jesus name the lord is touching your eyes now in the name of jesus the lord is touching your eyes now in the name of jesus father we thank you for everyone who trusting god for job here lord we decree between our seven days let there be a reign of miracle jobs in the name of jesus i decree even the place you never applied to the connection the relationships that need to orchestrate for the job to locate you may it happen in the name of jesus lord i decree the bible said the steps of the righteous is all that those who god have to orchestrate and connect you to between now and seven days, that will bring a miracle job for you, your long-awaited desired job. Between now and seven days, I call it forth by the Spirit in the name of Jesus. I call it forth by the Spirit in the name of Jesus. I decree jobs, miracle job, by this time next week, come back with a testimony in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Lord, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for coming out this night. God bless you. And have a wonderful night.